Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us as we are bringing you part two of an absolutely fabulous interview with our good friend, Marnie Swedberg. Now, Marnie is an international leadership mentor, the author of 14 great books, the host of her own radio talk show, a media expert, a keynote speaker for organizations around the world. She's also the web host of www.womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world. She's the author of several books. Well, Folks, I could just go on and on about all the stuff that she is doing, but I want to jump right back into the interview now and the conclusion to this interview with Marty Swedberg. And that, you know, some people think that he's up there building our house right now. No, it's already ready. You know, he's, I mean, he it was created at creation. You know, everything was there. God said it was perfect, right? He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. That, and then I'll return. If I go, you know, I'm going to come back. That all relates to the, the Jewish wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. You know? they're, they're married at that time, yeah. you know, the, the right. covenant right. ceremony. And, mm-hmm. and at that ceremony, they take the blood, the, mm-hmm. take the bread and all that stuff. And yeah. that made them committed to each other. Yeah. But now he's going to go prepare the room at his father's house. Yeah. And he doesn't know when he's coming back. Yeah. The only person who does is the father right. who says, okay, now your room is ready for your bride. Go yeah. get her. You know? get her. Go that's get why her. God's, that's why Jesus said, nobody knows the day or hour. Right. Not me, just God, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, so fun. I, oh, I love, I love studying the wedding parables. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. could talk. We, we've been here a while now. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy talking with Marty, folks. I mean, this is just goes so good, so good. But uh, one of the things that, as I was preparing for the interview, I seen something I'd love for you to share with our mm, audience. Yeah, it's yeah. a statement: "I power." I mean, yeah, mm. basically, I'm, I, when I look at that word "I power," I'm thinking, mm. you know, mm. that a person when they tap into the spirit, yeah, and rely on the leadership of the spirit, you become more amazing than you can even imagine. Can you share with your audience what that statement means to you? Yeah. So I think it comes out of my program, which I call the five levels of personal power. Okay. Mm. So let me just run through them with you. This is like a two hour training. So I'm going (laughs) to give you the extremely, uh, (laughs) what do you call the cliff notes here? (laughs) But the first level of power is that I exist. I am, I exist. Okay. And a baby, um, when a baby comes into the world, the place in the crib that used to be where you put all this stuff has to be cleared away. So there's room for the baby. When the baby cries at night, somebody's got to get up and care for the baby. The baby has no comprehension that it has any power at all, but it does. 
Oh, amen. Just amen. by being here, you have power. Okay. Yeah. So the second level is then me, my existence, plus my ideas. I, I start to have thoughts in my head. The baby starts uh, hearing words, seeing things, um, seeing people walk, um, starts having ideas about what might happen uh, coming up in the future. And, and you plus your ideas is power level number two. And I have to just tell you that, uh, Robert, for a lot of people, their God-given um, destiny, their God-given design, how he created us, what he created us to do like that is never realized because they never get farther than their ideas about it. Ideas mm. come, but because they're not clear about it, because they don't have the confidence to step out um, or because they're just rebellious or lazy or whatever reason, they just never move past ideas. And some of you listening, you have so many ideas, but you're not taking action on any of them. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to tell you that's power level two. There's three additional power levels available to you. <laughs> Amen. So, Praise the Lord. Power level three. I've got an idea. So I'm here. I've got an idea and I take some action. So power level three is when you marry ideas with action and you start oh. moving forward on one of your ideas. You just start going forward and you start seeing things change in the yeah. world because Amen. you're taking action right? Yeah, Our level yeah. number four is when we add the element of passion. Now, this is when you get mm. excited about something. And you can hear in our conversation today, you can hear that Robert <laughs> and I get excited Amen. about thinking about God, right? Okay, talking Amen. about God, helping yeah, you understand Amen. God better. This excites us. And you can hear right. that here. So Robert had the idea to have this podcast, and then he took the action to put it together. And now he's doing the hard work every day of, you know, making this happen and putting this out into the world. And he's doing it with passion. And he's not just like, well, we'll see how this goes. I guess I got to do another and, podcast. And, and you can you can hear that in some podcasts. You can actually. Yeah. You can yeah. actually. Okay. Like this is a job I have yep. to do because somebody right. told well, me. Well, hi. You know, how, how I had to do it. That? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When you add passion to anything, it changes everything. And, and I even want to go, uh, I want to give a couple of examples here because some people are like, Hey, I don't think that's right. You shouldn't have to add passion. But if you think about a kernel of corn, when you plant a kernel of corn in the ground, what does make it grow? It grows because it is actually vibrating at a, now it was dead, but when it is in the right circumstance, it vibrates, it comes alive and it begins vibrating a certain way to draw the nutrients or worms or whatever it needs to it to help it to grow into a corn stalk and produce corn. Okay. Mm -hmm. Acorn into an oak tree, uh, an embryo baby into a child, uh, a, a new believer into a saint. I mean, it's like you've got whatever, whatever you've got there, but the reality is that you are body, this is a whole nother training, but you are body electric. If I took a brick and I put it up against a live wire, nothing would happen. But if I took you and put you up against a <laughs> live wire, it'd be trouble yeah. because you're actually, you're actually vibrating. Mm. All yeah. of you right now, if you look at your arm, you can't see it moving, but underneath there, everything's moving. It's all yeah. moving. You are Amen. moving. <laughs> you aren't just Amen. sitting there. Everything about you is moving. Your eyes are blinking. Your heart's beating. Your blood's pumping. I mean, all kinds of stuff is going on. And each of us are vibrating at a unique vibration that, that God designed us to do. I say when he strung Amen. together your 3 billion base pair of DNA, he did it in a particular way. Yeah. Amen. And you, there's Amen. nobody else like you, you know, your thumbprint, one inch of your skin, one inch of your skin could convict or acquit you of a crime in a court of law. 
You are so unique. And so as you say, you know, I have these ideas that are coming to my head. They don't go away. I, I just don't know what to do with them. And then you start taking action. And when you realize that you are vibrating with this, we say, you know, it feels right. I have synergy with this. Uh, it just, uh, you know, I have energy Amen. to work on this, yeah. right? Okay. Amen. We use all those words. When we're in line with how God created us to be in the world, we, this passion comes into the picture and it changes everything. Just like you said earlier, I can do stuff or I can do stuff at a level that seems supernatural because it actually literally is, right? Amen. Amen. Because we are actually aligning ourselves with how God created us to, to vibrate how he Amen. created us to be. Amen. So let's I'm go hearing. to power level five oh. real quick okay. before and then I'm going to let you go. Don't forget that thought power level five. Then, so all of these is me, I, me plus I exist, right? Just I'm here. And then level two is me plus action uh, idea. Sorry. Level three is me plus action. Level four is me plus idea plus action plus passion. Level five starts with the word God, God plus me hmm. plus my ideas action and passion. And Amen. that's where it all changes, Robert. Then it goes Amen. from accomplishing things that are used like, okay, in first Corinthians 13 love, it says, if I do it in my own love, if I do it in my own strength, I can go feed the poor, sell everything I have, go feed the poor and they are fed. Yeah. But without agape love, without God flowing his kind of love through me, then yeah, they're fed, but nothing happens for eternity. Right. Yeah. Nothing changes Amen. for eternity, but anything we do in Christ through Christ, yeah. that's where we have the eternal results. Amen. So you have not only present, but also future. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the vibrations and I suddenly heard the beach boys, good vibrations song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know, and, and the thing is that the thing is that, um, that brings up such a great, um, point, you know, God says, pray without ceasing. Um, David would seven times a day go and pray, Daniel three times a day. Um, we are supposed to be thinking about God all the time. And the reason for that is because if we believe that God is good, how often? God is always good all the time. How often? All yeah, the time. Amen, amen. God is the definition of good. He is the yeah. definition of good. And when we have bad vibrations, we can recognize I'm not in alignment yeah, with God, exactly. right? Exactly. Okay, so there's a difference between what's happening outside of us and what's happening inside of us. I have this situation going on right now. Ten days ago, my uh, something in my back, um, something in my back tweaked out, and it made my left leg go crazy mm. with excruciating mm. acute pain. Yeah, uh, that it landed me in bed for three days. I couldn't sit up for more than two or three minutes at a time. Mm. Um, it's we're progressing. But I have to tell you, Robert, that the whole time I've been experiencing this, I have been almost giggling with joy. Like, how can that even be possible, right? Except that my good, good father knew what was coming. Some people would say he was a bad dad and he zapped me because of what I'm going to explain now. I look at it the other way. He's a good, good father and prepared me for what he knew was coming. So in the days, in the weeks, actually, right before this happened to me, I had been reading through the Old Testament, and there's a lot of troubles and trials in the Old Testament. I had read through Job probably 10 or 20 times. I had read through so many times, and I had also read the Book of Martyrs, all in the days and weeks right before God had me experience this um, period of time where I, I was in excruciating pain. And ever since the first moment, I was like, I'm healed. It's just a matter of when, 
I get to see it. You know, I'm healed. I Heaven here whenever I'm ready right this minute. So whenever God's ready to heal me, I'll be healed. But I know I'm already healed. So I just walked through it with that mentality. And from the very first excruciating pain, I was like, oh, thank you that it's just this bad. I mean, I just read stories about people getting burned on the stake and, you know, yeah, yeah, torture to yeah. them. I was like, Amen. this really kills, but this is not as bad as what they had. And I'm so grateful, so grateful, so grateful. And I was able to walk through this whole thing and I'm still using a walker right now, but I was able to walk through this whole thing with so much joy. Now, the vibrations that were coming at me weren't joyous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what my response can be in Christ is joyous and it's my choice. Amen. Amen. You know, I love one area that you do specialize in and that's, you know, how women can tap into their God-sized faith. Yeah. Right? Can you discuss a little bit about that and how you help them to do that? Yeah. So I think the first thing is to kind of define size the way God does. <laughs> <laughs> takes a mustard seed, like takes, he just picks up a really, really tiny that grew something pretty big, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you just don't need a whole bunch. You don't need a whole bunch. But I think, I think where it comes and, and God's really been working with me on this too. I just saw one this morning um, where I was, I was praying through something and I realized I had a different attitude about it. The last time I had prayed about this specific thing, maybe a week or two ago, um, I had had more of a whiny kind of a complainy approach to it where I was like, I just don't understand why you're not, um, mm. you know, why you're not providing for this, you know, why you're not answering this prayer. That's the kind of prayer that is not a faithful prayer. That is actually a critical prayer. And um, I learned this uh, way back uh, 2016. I had come home from a trip to Africa and um uh, one of the pastors there reached out to me with a, a little email that just said, please, please pray with us. The babies are crying. There is no milk. That's the note. And I was like, okay, so they're starving. Basically they ran out of food, you know, so he's got this huge orphanage and, and I just started praying and I started praying and praying, and praying, and praying. And I wasn't supposed to act. I knew that in my spirit, I was not supposed to send money. Uh, that was not my role. My role was to pray. And so I was praying, 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 praying. After about a week and a half, um, uh, I had this pause in my spirit that was, you're praying wrong. And I thought, praying wrong? I've never even imagined, that can't be right. That can't be God. I can't pray wrong. Because you're actually not praying, Marnie. You're complaining. You're criticizing. You're whining. You're begging. You're not praying. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, well, that would be true. That's exactly what I was doing. And I had this awareness, this, you know, this discipline that's like, oh, yeah, it didn't feel terrible. It was just an awareness like, wow, yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to trust you. Well, after a little while, then he reached out again and, and he was talking about something else that was going on. And I said, whatever happened with the food? Oh, yeah, God provided like he always does. You know, and he didn't even, you know, it's just a little bump on his rate. But to me, it was torment for those week and a half before I was actually able to pray by faith. So I think that faith isn't like a quantitative thing, like you have to have so much faith. I think it is a, um, it's an attitude. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why I really, really like this infatuated bride uh, job description. An infatuated bride is not thinking God's evil, God's terrible, God's going to crush me, God's not going to come through again. You know, I mean, an infatuated bride doesn't think that way. She's like, if God didn't come through perfectly last time, you know, 
there's hope. He's going to come through this. Amen. <laughs> it's, Amen. Like, it's like this whole different, this whole different way to pray. You yeah. pray with faith because you actually believe that he's as good as he says he is. Yep. And yep. then another thing that's just like right now current for me, um, I think since just since this leg thing happened, um, the thing that's that's really interesting for me is that I don't have to know very much at all. I'm not like the CEO of God's company here on earth and I need all the details that he's got in order mm. to run it. Uh, not at all. Right. I just get to play my very small role here. Uh in a very God-sized way, right? <laughs> so I bring I bring me to the table. That's what I have to bring. Sorry, yeah. here's what you get, Amen. you know? <laughs> and then he brings all of the Godhead, all of the power of the Godhead that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what he's bringing to the table. And uh, to just say, to just say, I believe that, you know, I believe that. And whether I can see it with my eyes today or not, I believe that. And a friend of mine who's been dealing with cancer for over two years, she taught me this and, and I've just been able to apply it right now in these last two weeks in my own life. But she just, she just always just says, I'm healed, just walking it out with Jesus, you know, walking Amen. it out with Jesus, yeah. you know, Amen. and that's how, that's how I decided I was going to go through this. I was just going to say, I am healed. I receive the healing God. Jesus paid for that healing on yeah. the cross, whether he gives it to me this minute next week, next year, or in heaven, I, it's paid for. Amen. Yeah. My job is to trust him that he's a good, good father. My job is not to dictate to him how he runs the world. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and talk about the world, you know, I mean, we discussed a little bit last time you were on about how sensitive people are today, you know, to basically everything. I mean, they get offended if you tell them it's cold outside, right? Mm-hmm. How can someone apply their mm. God-given passions to everyday life yeah. without offending someone. Yeah. So I think to me, I love the word um, testimony. I love the word testimony because if you think of how we use it in our culture, um, you get into a courtroom, you swear on a Bible that you're going to tell the truth. And then the uh, the lawyers who are involved, they tell you what you will and will not say you can only say so much. You can answer the question that I put to you, ma'am. You cannot tell me all that other stuff. Answer the question. And I think that if we actually would walk out our faith like this, that we would live love, that we would let God flow through us and just love on people. And when they ask, answer their question. Don't try to jam Jesus down anybody's throat. God is you know, the Holy Spirit himself is convicting and convincing their heart that they want him and need him. And uh, we don't have to. Uh, yeah. But I think sometimes we step way out of our role that we've been given and we try to force people to make a commitment today or something like that. And boy, mm-hmm. they, what they really need is they need to experience the love of God. I had a lady in a Bible study years ago. It was a 12 week Bible study. She came in from a Lutheran background and it came very clear, not that all Lutherans don't understand, but she, it became very clear that she didn't understand that Jesus had died on the cross for her personally. And uh, that, you know, that was a, that was a, um, a choice that she had to make to say, yeah, I want, I want this. I want this. And so at the end of the 12 weeks, I had, uh, I had asked her, I said, so, um, so how do you, how do you feel about Jesus now? Like compared to when you came into the study, how do you feel about Jesus now? And she goes, oh, she said, it was just been so helpful. She said, it's real hard to love somebody you don't know. <laughs> Amen. And, so and I feel like, yeah. 
And I feel like what we try to do is we try to get people to trust a God they don't know, or even a God that they've heard terrible things about. Or, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I, I work with so many women and I just heard the other day about a woman who was from the time she was six years old, uh, raped repeatedly repeatedly and told that this was her gift to god to give herself i mean talk about spiritual abuse there's so much spiritual abuse so much church hurt and i just want you guys to know that is not god right god is not like that people are people can do stuff like that but god is not like that his love for you is the best love ever i just released a couple weeks ago an a to z who god is and who we are to Christ. And you can find that uh, from Marnie.com or over at my YouTube channel, which is Mentor Marnie. If you go to YouTube and just type in Marnie Swedberg or Mentor Marnie, you'll find that over there. It's so cool. It's about 18 minutes long. It starts with the letter A and says who Christ is, who God is. And then it goes into who, who we are in Christ. B, Amen. who God is, who we are in Christ. And I love to just listen to it over and over and over and Amen. just be taken away by the beauty and the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that takes me to the question, especially in this day and time in which we live, why is trying to save souls hard on us? I mean, not just hard on us, but also hard on others. I mean, what, what, in your opinion, what should we be doing instead? I think something got flipped. Um, So the greatest commandment Jesus said was love, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, be that infatuated bride. Just loving on him, anything he wants, anything. I'll crawl on the floor of that race car. <laughs> anything you want, you know. I love you. So I don't know much. if I do that. I know, right? You would have to be crazy. But a lot of things that God asks me to do, I think, are crazy. I think some of the things He's asked me to do are crazy. Um, but but just to say yes to Him and then love your neighbor as yourself, right? That's the greatest commandment. And then when Jesus was leaving the earth, Jesus told us that when he was leaving the earth, he also had a great commission to go into all the world and and help people to understand who he is and use everything he's given us to do that. But I think what happened, Robert, is that love came under the great commission instead of love leading the great commission out. And if we're just going to win souls, serve God, I mean, that is not him at all. That's not the call. That's like a friend who's not being helpful. You want to date that guy over there and your friend goes over and he's like, you know, if you don't do this, you know, you're probably going to go to hell. (laughs) It's not too helpful. I mean, it may be true, but it's not too helpful. You know, it's like we, you can't love somebody you don't know. You can't make a decision about something you have believe lies about your whole life without some time, without some space. And for us to just get in people's face and go to funerals and say things like, well, it's too bad he's in hell. You know, we don't know his last moments. Exactly. You know, why are we doing stuff like this? You know, so I feel like we've lost the love, Robert. We lost the love. Yeah. Amen. And that's the whole point. The love of God shed abroad in our hearts. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's how we win people. That's how we win people. The love of God shed abroad in our hearts. I love that. Amen. Yeah. You know, I I tell people not all the time, but a a frequent saying of mine is when you get to heaven, you're going to be surprised at who some of the people who are there, you know, I mean, who knows? I don't think so, but it's not up to us, but who knows? Adolf Hitler may be there if he repented just before he died. You know, and I think we'll be there surprised is no not there. sin great right. enough mm-hmm. that can't be covered by the blood of Jesus. None, you know, because yeah. otherwise 
then you got to question it whether right. or not we're there you know but like you said we're also going to be surprised by who's <laughs> not there like oh what happened to him you know right. yeah and that's yeah you know, mm, yeah yeah amen. god knows our hearts i i remember years ago um and i was i was just so grateful that i wasn't the one who had to make decisions about people's heaven <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that god knows your heart yeah. And you may not be saying the right words, but he knows your heart. Yeah. So you just keep going back to God. He loves you most, knows you best and loves you most. Amen. And that, that takes you to you know the point where some people say, well, they have such great faith. I wish I could have faith like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you stop and think about it. If you had, you know, Jesus said, you could have whatever you say. If you truly, 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 truly believe that you're at that faith level, that you could handle that responsibility, what would happen to someone, you know, all the loving hug, Christian hugs in church and all, and then someone cuts you off trying to get out of the parking lot and you say something and all of a sudden they're, they're gone, right? Ooh, you know, that's, you know, do you need that level of faith? You can't control that power of what you say. You know, so it's, it's a, I I liken it to basic training in the army. You know, every person goes through the same training. Everybody starts out as a private, some stop at private, some go on to be generals, but they don't take someone in basic training and say, you know, you look like you're going to be a general someday. So we're going to put you in charge of this big battle taking place over here. No training or you have to prove each step of the way that you're able to handle that responsibility, you know, and God just just doesn't say, Oh, you're born again. Now you can be this great minister. We're going to put you out in in front of the world and all. No, you have to serve first. Yeah. You know, a servant's heart. It, uh, it takes, it kind of bring, comes around that piece of humility that God hates yeah. the proud, but he loves the humble heart. And Amen. when Jesus was speaking those words, he's talking to people who believe in him, who believe in him, who obey him. It's included in one of the instructions, you know, um, and, and it's like someone who recognizes that he's God and I'm not Yeah. someone Amen. who recognizes that I, your will be done, not mine. It's we're supposed to be praying in Jesus' name. These are things he said. (laughs) That's how we're asking for these things that we're asking for. They align with the heart of the Father. And then and then yeah, ask, you know. But I think I think the thing that's you know coming much more clear to me in this season of my journey with God is just how delightful it is not to have to know everything for everybody in every situation, you know? And I feel like we try to make theologies and we try to make, we try to dissect God down small enough that we can understand him. And he's just too big. He's too big. I remember it wasn't too long ago. I was just walking. I remember where I was walking in my house and I just, I was kind of having this little thought about, I just wish I could have more control over like what's going on in my life. You know, I just, I feel like God's in control and I sometimes just want, want to have more control myself. And in a split second, like I can't even explain how this happened, but like in one step in a split second, God showed me how, if I would have taken control over who I married, what my life would have looked like. Yeah. Yeah. And he showed me that I would have been divorced a couple times, that I would have been alienated from my children, that I would have no ministry. Mm-hmm. But because I allowed him to choose choose who yeah. I married, I am here now walking with him in this amazing life. And it was a moment of, Amen. you know, like the, 
the Lord is he's so gentle in how he corrects us. You know, I was just listening to Hebrews 12 yesterday over and over and over again that a, a good father corrects his children, Amen. but he doesn't yep. do it brutally. He right. does not brutalize us. Yep. He does it how we need it. And then, and then we say, thank you. Cause I'm a better person for it. Right. So yeah. that's what Amen. we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. I agree wholeheartedly because, you know, if my growing up, my whole from the time I was 14 years old, all I want to do is make the military my life. Mm-hmm. And I, as soon as I graduated high school, forget college, I'm going in the yeah. military. Right. Mm-hmm. And everything's going along great. I love my career. Mm-hmm. Everything's going along. And then unexpectedly I had to get out. And for oh, almost 10 years, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was mm-hmm. not a good person. Put it like uh-huh. right? And then I found Jesus. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we end up becoming police officer. Everything is going along great. Yeah. And then I got injured in the job and my life was upside down again. I said, God, yeah. what is it you want me to do? And yeah. here I am today. And yeah, right. Praying about that. I look yeah. back. If I'd have stayed in the military, you know, three years later, the Gulf War broke out. You know, who knows? And I was right. a combat arms unit. Right. Who knows? I could have been right. dead or maimed or whatever. Right. But he took yeah. me out of that. Yeah. Law enforcement. That's where I, but if these things would not have happened, I would not be here to, mm-hmm. I know 100%, I would not be sitting here today right. doing what we're doing and what we've been doing right. for the last 10, 13 years. Yeah. Right. And when we see that yeah, and you come to that point where you can recognize that and say, Lord, you were there all along, the footprints in the sand type thing, you know, that's amen. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and that he doesn't waste anything. All of those years before right. were training you and preparing you and positioning exactly. you to do what he had coming in the future. Not not only that, you he was with yeah. you then, but you know, right. just going forward. Yeah, I just love I love I love how he does it. I remember one time having a uh, business, a personal assistant, and it was incredible. No matter what I asked her, like, would you happen to know how to? And she'd say, oh yeah, because when I worked over there, I, I learned how to do that. Oh yeah. When I worked over there, I learned how to do that. Oh yeah. yeah, I, had, yeah. I had something I had. And it was like everything I asked her, she already knew how to do. And it was just this moment of just watching God's providential move of this woman from company to company, from yeah. position to position, whether in management or taking care of children in the daycare. I mean, she'd been all over the board and she knew how to do everything. <laughs> Yeah. Did life feel confusing to her from time to time? It actually did. Yeah, I bet. But yeah, was yeah. God accomplishing his purposes in her yeah. to prepare her for just the next thing? You know? Yeah, yep. absolutely. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Marty, this has been so interesting. And, uh, you, know, you have 14, 15 books out there. I think you mentioned they, they can be found over on Amazon, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And if someone wanted to reach out to you to ask a question or maybe come speak at a church or a conference. How can they do that? How can they get in touch? Yeah, easy. Just Marnie, M-A-R-N-I-E.com, Marnie.com. Amen. I'll put links, all this in the show notes below. Folks, as this world in which we live begins to wrap up into eternity, it is more needful now than ever before to use our God-given talents and resources to reach more people, to share the gospel. You know, Marnie has made it her life's calling. To help you do just that between her books, the services of womanspeakers.com and her speaking presentations, plus her radio program. She's all over working for God. Amen. And it's to empower you to do more where you're at. And you don't have to go to Timbuktu to witness the gospel. I mean, you can do what needs to be done right there. 
wherever you're at right now, at work, at home, at church, at the playground. Now, if God calls you to go to Timbuktu, that's different. That's where your blessing is. But not every person's called to go to Timbuktu. Amen. And everyone is called to use the talents and resources God has given you and blessed you with right now, wherever you are at to impact the kingdom. Amen. Drop down the show notes. Reach out to Marnie right now today. Visit her website. Check things out. There's a lot of great information right there. Listen to a radio program. Oh, man, it's great. When you do, you'll be inspired to take action. I guarantee it, right? You, you can't help but be motivated. Amen? It's that good. Praise God. Be sure to click the links. Order her books as well. Marty, thank you for coming back on the program today and catching us all up on what God's laying on your heart, and how you're blessing the kingdom. And I do appreciate all that you're doing. Thanks so much. Great to be here. And folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Marnie Swedberg and myself, it's Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.